Hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. I'm here with my co-host, Vince, once again. Hey, welcome back. Glad to be here. Hope everyone's doing the right thing and staying safe. That's right. So today we want to discuss our favorite topic, Bigfoot. But before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button. And if you want to get in contact with us, here's how you do it. Email us at late night with Larry. 55 at gmail.com now you got the information hit subscribe and shoot us an email yep give us some feedback tell us what you think you hate us you love us or you just want us to talk about something different let us know if you have a topic shoot it to us anyway our favorite subject is bigfoot that's what started this whole podcast and tonight we're going to discuss it so like i was telling my brother i've been seeing a lot of posts on facebook about does the government track Bigfoot? And my answer to that is not only do they track Bigfoot, they know exactly where Bigfoot is, where some of the tribes congregate. They know, and they're not ignorant about it. Yes. Now, where we live, I've heard stories that uh, where we go camping, where we like to do our Bigfoot research, that they have a section that's not open to the public specifically for that reason. Now, I don't know if anyone will come out and say that, but that's what I've heard. That's right. And, and the area he's talking about is close to Los Alamos labs. It's in, it's in that part of the caldera in the Hamas mountains. And I've heard the same thing that there's a section where you cannot enter. And that's where the tribe of Bigfoot or the family that resides in the Hamas mountains is, is housed. Right. And and I'm sure they're allowed to move and come as they go, but... Well, who's going to stop them? N- not not and, me. And, and I, I believe they do because when we've had our experiences, we've heard our noises or whatever we've experienced when we went camping, it seemed like they were moving through. At a certain time, they'll move past us on the ridges above us. Right. We've, we've heard the noises. We've heard the knocks. We've had stuff thrown at us. Uh, we've heard screams. I mean, it's... To me, that's pretty concrete evidence i know a lot of people are skeptic but you go out there and hear what we heard it's hard to say another animal in the forest does those things makes those noises right now around a certain hour they'll pass through now i don't know if they're going to the lake or they're following a game trail whatever they're doing but early in the morning before sunrise they kind of pass back through again i'm getting i'm guessing heading to that area to bed down for the day because Sometimes in the early morning hours is when we hear the crazy screams. And we may hear it because the area we are, it's not too far from the lake. And the the lake, they probably go down. Maybe they try and get fish. Maybe they drink. But they could drink from streams all over the Hamas. But I do believe, and if you quarantine a section of land for them, why would they travel if everything they need is right there? Right. There's plenty of... uh, vegetation it's pretty thick forest up there there's plenty of wildlife there's uh, probably a million rabbits squirrels there's a shitload of deer and elk right so my answer to that is yes the government does track them the government does know where they're at but my my question is why won't the government disclose them to us right now i've seen a copy I, i don't know how legitimate it is 
or how truthful of a, a field guide for, uh, I don't know if, what branch of the military, up in Washington and Oregon. That's the U.S. Army. Okay, but they have a list of animals they might encounter in the wild, and they have Bigfoot on that list. And what does that guide say? Right, well, what is it? It, I, it just says watch out for them. It does. Okay, now there was another guide that was posted in the same area, and this wasn't for the Army. This was for the general public, and it says... During these times of drought, you may witness Bigfoot coming down from the mountains to feed, to get fish, to drink water. They said, so if you see a Bigfoot, this is what you do. Don't run. Don't confront it. Don't feed it. They gave like seven don'ts. And they said, and Bigfoot will not harm you. Right, it's basically the same protocol if you encounter any wild animal. That's right. N- don't run because of the predator instinct. Don't feed it because, well, it's going to keep coming back to that spot and it'll be habituated toward people and start getting closer. Right. Um, don't make eye contact. Don't try and sleep with it. Well, I might break one of those rules. Oh, damn, shit. <laughs> anyway, that makes sense because, you know, they're telling you the don'ts and... Why would they do it? Now, was this flyer a hoax or was it true? I mean, it had the Washington Wildlife Natural. Uh, it had the stamp from, from the, the Forest Service. The, yeah, the Forest Service. And I was like, is, is this a hoax or is this true? But I'm going to say it's true because that's a hot spot up there for Bigfoot. Right. And, and if the government doesn't track them, how do they know how to act around them? How do they know all the don'ts? You know, I mean, they could be guessing because they're wild animals. but Right. I'm guessing a lot of that isn't guessing that they've had encounters with them. I I agree. So I I know they track them. And the other thing is I've read so many articles and listened to so many podcasts of ex-military personnel that were sent in as kill teams. Yes. So if they don't know where they're at, and, and let me back up a little bit and say a kill team goes in when a Bigfoot goes rogue and harms a human. Not an, They don't care about animals, wildlife or not. But when a human gets harmed and it's reported, then they send in a kill team. And some of these kill teams, if you listen to some of the podcasts, you may blow them off and say some are bullshit. But the ones I've listened to, they have credibility to it. And uh, the one that had the most credibility was a man on his deathbed that disclosed what his kill team did up in the Washington State Mountains uh, when he was younger. And he he was approached, and, of course, these uh, Mormons knocked on his door, and, you know, he was in the hospital, and he told them, come back later. They came back. He was in the hospital. But when they finally came back and he was home, he showed them pictures of a lot of the kills, and yes. he disclosed what happened. So I'm going to say that's credible. Yes, and, and I know the story you're talking about, that was a that was a very interesting one, how they kind of f- used helicopters to flush him out. Right. And uh, <clears throat> it, it, he says point blank how they shot a little one. Yes. They just popped it in the head. That's what, that's what played on his conscience all his life is because they killed a juvenile. They wounded the mother, but she got away and took off up into the brush. But the juvenile, which, of course, he's a little kid. He doesn't have the common sense that the adults do. They shot it in the head and killed it. They scooped it up in a net. Right. But 
the closeness to humanity that he saw is what ate his conscience away. And this man died of cancer. And, you know, they say when you hold guilt in your soul like that, that's what causes cancer. So could that have been what caused him to die? Possibly all the, yeah, just holding that all in. He and, would, you know, it, it was, uh, he he had to get it off his chest. And that's why he befriended those missionaries. And uh, they said the pictures, they had, he had pictures. So had you, pictures. you can't dispute it. How, how can you? So uh, he didn't tell the story. The missionaries told the story. But I, I believe, and I believe that story is credible because we've had our own experiences like we've told you if you listen to our podcast from episode one we know they're real we know they're out there right and if if you have any uh spare time or you like us you like to research the subject just google bigfoot or sasquatch in the hamus mountains i i never did that until i had my encounter then i kind of researched it a little and i was surprised how many encounters we've had up there there's tons of encounters and I mean, I've read many, like the boyfriend and girlfriend that slept in the camper and they were getting busy and, and she screamed because one was looking in while yeah. they were getting busy. And, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, they're out there. Right, right. Now, a lot of the naysayers, the skeptics are the ones who never step foot in the forest or at least they don't go beyond the beaten path. That's right. I'm like, you trail walkers, do some primitive camping like we do. Right. And, 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 they, and uh, a lot of people say, well, I hunt or I, I, I go hiking all the time. I've never seen anything. But when you're out there hiking or, you know, walking to your hunting spot, what are you doing? You're looking at the ground. You're looking at the ground. And, and most of the time they're so stealthy. They're, they're following you, watching you because you came into their home. Right. Now, and when you're walking in the forest, I mean... I can't be quiet because you're you're stepping on dead pine needles, twigs, whatever, uh, grass. It's 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 not it's hard to be stealthy. You know why we can't be quiet? Because we have lost our hunter instincts. Right. We go to the grocery store and buy our meat. Right. We no longer have to be quiet to hunt that meat. Exactly. So that we could feed our tribe. But my point is, when we're walking, we may not hear what's going on around us because of our own noise. And and that's right. Because uh, we're focused on our own. If self. you talk to anybody who has been uh, shadowed by a Bigfoot, when you stop, they stop. That's right. So if you think you hear something, you stop. It's going to stop because they're going to stop too. Of course, and you're going to say, oh, I must be hearing things. Because they know how to track. That's right. But let's take this to what we were talking about earlier before we started the podcast. You were talking about Native Americans and the line they draw, which I also have seen and heard how they do that from many tribes who recognize. Yes. And tribes have recognized Bigfoot before the white man came here. Just uh, just about every tribe in North America, Canada, Alaska, has some kind of Bigfoot or hairy man that they recognize. And they all have a name for him. Yeah. And uh, Sasquatch was just... Uh, a spin-off, one of the Native American names. I forget what tribe. But it was a Washington tribe. Yes. Yeah, but that's where that came from. The The term Bigfoot wasn't coined until, was it the 50s in, in California? Yeah. The, right early, before the Patterson-Gimlin? Yeah, early 50s, and it was a reporter that, and that goes back to, it was a reporter that went up to loggers who were logging, and over the weekend, they came back and found their equipment, just like their bulldozers, the cabs, 
on their bulldozers or loaders and equipment they were building roads into log it w- they were just destroyed like beaten in and all around the equipment they found these big footprints so the reporter came up there took snapshots and he coined it bigfoot yes and since that day it stuck yeah now getting back to the native american tribes i've i've watched some documentaries cuz it, it's interesting how can you dispute their their stories, their folklore, their their heritage. You, you can't. You can't. So I was listening, and a lot of them talking stories from their ancestors say when they'd go hunting, they'd have these boundaries that they can't cross, and they would leave offering fruits, whatever, right. uh, nuts, or any kind of food. And uh, they said it was for the hairy man. So it was basically respect you know, for each other's territory. Our boundaries. We hunt on this side, you hunt on that side. Right, and that goes back to modern days. Uh, I saw a documentary, a trapper in Canada, I, I want to say Alberta or something, somewhere up in the, in the high forest. But on the trapping roads, I guess they kind of mark their boundaries. That's when they, where they snap the trees. Right. And it is, they're all snapped in one direction. And what they said it means is, you stay on your side, I'll stay on mine. And and I agree with that. And you know what? That's not only up in Alberta, Canada, the Canadian area, the Washington area. Anywhere there's Bigfoots, you'll find that. Yes. Anywhere anyone's seen a Sasquatch, you're going to find these markings with tree branches broken. And and all the Native tribes will tell you. Some Native tribes will tell you that they're our forest brothers. They're here to protect us and help us. But you'll get others that say, if you see one... Don't even look at it. Look away and and just let them be. Right. They, they stay on their side. We stay on our side. Yes. So with Native Americans, the boundaries have been set. But today with modern man, modern man knows no boundaries. Well, like you said, we've lost our hunter instinct. We, we've lost, uh, a lot of us have lost our common sense in the forest. We do. We are, well, we're, we're not the apex predator. No. Far from it. Far from it. But a lot of people have gone a step further back, and they just, they don't understand. They they don't see the signs. Like where we go camping, other people camp there, but I guarantee you they don't see the signs we see because no. we look for different stuff. They're ignorant now, of Now, where we camp, there's a little hill. You hike up on the hill. What do you find? We There's a, a tree structure, a right. big X. Now, these trees are big. They were placed there, and where, where they're at, you, you can't get heavy equipment in there. They have to be muscled, and I don't know any team of men who could really do that, the way they're positioned like an X, and they didn't just fall there because there's no tree stumps. No. These trees were knocked down and deliberately carried there. That's right. And up there, there's a, a game trail also, and the last time we were there, I kind of walked up the game trail a little bit, and the saplings, they were snapped in half all in one direction. Like somebody walking down the trail and maybe leaving a, a marker. A marker. You know, this is the way I came. Saying this, this is my turf. Don't cross it, or, or, or else, or I'm gonna let you know. Or for the ones behind them, saying, "Yeah, come this way." Right. But but who knows definitely. for sure? And and like we've said in our past podcast, yes, where we go, yes, it's it's a little off the road, off the beaten path, but that's where we get the best results. Right, and it's funny, we found that place, I found it by accident, and I remember when I first found it, I wish I wouldn't have, but... 
but he has found it. And we go back there wishing lightning to strike twice. And um, it it has not in the same spot. We haven't had right. the same type of encounter I had that first night. But we always have some kind of activity. We do. And 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 I'm gonna. If you're a new listener, I'm gonna tell you one thing where we were out there last year we're 2020 we were out there 2019 for the summer season and we were out there and i still can't explain this and it boggles me and i think about it constantly when i think about going out there again the last time we were out there it was just me and my brother and we heard a bottle thrown and it hit the road and and you, like I've said in previous podcasts, you hear the doop, 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 doop of a bottle bouncing on the road. If we were the only ones out there, who has the dexterity or the intelligence to find a bottle that campers left and throw it on the road and get our attention? Yeah, exactly. And not only that, we've heard the the rocks clacking together. We've Try heard it. tree knocks. Right. We, we've heard them mimicking owls right now people may say well tree knock it could be an elk or something hitting its hand no no not not what we hear right and, uh, the skeptics try to explain it off rationalize rationalize but like i said they're the ones not out there they're the ones not listening to this and if you people say well there may be campers that were by you and someone threw a bottle no. Not a chance. No, if, if you see the terrain, there's one way in, one way out. Not a chance. If, if you do truly believe that, I invite you to contact us. We'll take you with yeah. us. No, I, I invite you to hoax another camper out there. I want to see you hike those mountains at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's right. That's right. So what we've experienced is genuine. We know other people, their experience are genuine, so we're not going to call them a liar. So we know that Sasquatches out there, Bigfoot's out there. Right, but on, on the other hand, there are a lot of hoaxes and there are a lot of crazy people. So you just got to take everything with a grain of salt. And you could, you could, uh, when somebody tells their story, you could tell if they're genuine or not. Right. Now, for some reason, after I had my encounter, a lot of people that I know, they go camping. If they have something happen, they, for some reason, want to call me and tell me. Yeah, well, because they're like, is this what happened? Yeah, or, well, they know I won't mock them or... That's right, that's right, because a majority of the people get mocked. I mean... Right, there's... Uh, when my I first had my experience, I told a few people, oh boy, and the shit started rolling in. Right, people think you're full of shit, and, and I'm going to say 90% of the population does not believe that right. there's a primate out in the forest... That's a Bigfoot. They think it's a hoax. They think it's a joke. But if you go out into the forest and you go into remote, just remote places and you shut everything down and listen, you yes. may be surprised what you hear. And, and that's why you and I, we've done research and we listen for things where other campers may not or they might say it's something else or believe it's something else. Oh, but, the campers but there, but got the radio some, going. Yeah, there's some noises you can't dispute. I mean, do you remember that scream we heard the last time too? Or you heard? Yeah, and, and, and I use that as an example. And I've used that for my wife and my stepdaughter. And we were watching a Bigfoot documentary and that same scream came on and I said, that's it, that's what I hear. And they looked at me and like, 
really? I'm like, yeah, that's what we've heard. Yeah. And you can't deny it. It's yeah. Now, there's a channel that I watch from time to time on YouTube. It's called Team Squatch in USA. And I've mentioned Dr. Johnson. Doc, they call him Dr. J. And uh, he takes people's out or people. He has a habituation area that he keeps uh, secret because he don't want people overrunning it. He right. lives up in Oregon. He's a psychiatrist. Now, these people, I, I haven't seen any real hard evidence other than testimonials. People hear things and they go dark, so I guess they come in close. Right. Now, last night, I was watching some older stuff on YouTube, and they had his very first interview when he, him and his family had their very first encounter. Now, they were up by the, I guess it's called the Oregon Caves. Okay. They were hiking the trail. Now, a lot of people will go up to the Oregon uh, Caves, but they said like 90% won't do the hike because it's a few miles. Right. Him and his family were doing it. Uh, you know, it was a great family outing. He said he had to relieve himself. So his kids were in the tr in the middle of the trail. They had sticks. They were playing with a bug. They found a bug. The wife's standing there watching him. So he walks, you know, around the around the bend to relieve himself. He said when he was done, he saw something out of the corner of his eye, and it was a Bigfoot. <clears throat> he said for him... He, it just blew him away because at that moment, Bigfoot came out of the pages of myth and folklore and came to life. And he, what scared him the most, he saw the Bigfoot and the Bigfoot was watching his family. Right. So that kind of, you know, freaked him out. So he started trucking. He headed toward the Bigfoot first, then kind of changed his trail or uh, his trajectory toward his family. Right. And of course you're going to watch. He went. He said, I'm usually a laid back guy. But I went and I told my family, let's go, let's move now. Right. So that may have startled the Bigfoot or whatever when he was running. It it uh it shadowed them for a while, but I guess he disappeared and went back in the forest, whatever. But they finally made their way back to the caves and he reported it to the BFRO and for some reason, I don't know, it, because he's a doctor, maybe he's more credible, right. but they made a big deal. There was uh, the news interviewed him, but I saw their interview. And during the interview, he was recounting the story, and he was almost crying. He said that's the most scared he's ever been in his life. To me, that was a genuine reaction. That is a genuine reaction. And let me tell you something. If you see a creature that's in the woods, that's bipedal, full of hair, looks human or hybrid, and it stands 8, 10, 12 feet tall, muscular. Yeah. Now, Dr. J is 6'9", almost 300 pounds. Right. He said this animal dwarfed him. Of course. Now, of course. <laughs> that sparked him into his own investigations. That's what started his channel. And um, they they come back. They say, yeah, it's docile. You don't fuck with or you don't mess with them. They won't mess with you. That, I, I, I don't believe that. I think if you encroach in their area, just like humans... I own my property line, but if my neighbor jumps my fence, I'm going to be aggressive toward right. him and say, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you here? Get over. Right. But that's why they got these habituation areas where they're kind of used to them being there. That's right. But he said, even now I go, we do our research in our habituation areas. They don't hurt us. We can hear them. They come close. He said, I know all this. I know they're not going to hurt me. But when I think back to that first encounter... When they were watch that one was watching my family, 
just he said it still brings me to tears and scares the hell out of me well yeah because look at that creature if it wanted to and according to people that have witnessed them and seen the speed and dexterity they have you wouldn't be able to escape it if it wanted to destroy you and rip your limbs apart there's nothing you could do. <clears throat> yes, and he said the one that he saw was very similar to Patty on the Patterson Gimlin film. Right, and that's a that's a that's football players would love to be built like that. Yeah, and that was a small one. That was a female. That's a female. Can you imagine the male? Yeah, good three feet taller, two three feet taller. Yeah, more Maybe muscular. Two three hundred pounds more. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people there's a lot of skeptics, but they still can't debunk that video. Mm. You look back to the Hollywood movies of apes or whatever, their quality is not even close. And, and let's let's do a comparison. Hollywood did Planet of the Apes at the time that came out. Look at the costumes for Caesar and Cornelius. And right. Now tell me that compares to the no. Patterson-Gimlin film. And if you watch the videos where they break it down, when she's walking, you could see the muscles moving. That's right. Now, I haven't found it. But I did see one time they have it's called the first walk sequence right. where she falls. Now in the second walk sequence, they they point out something in her leg, and that may thigh. be a bullet, a, a, bullet. a bullet shot. Yeah. yeah. In in the first walk sequence, she's walking and she falls, and they think that's where she was shot. But I mean, I'm not trying to be a weirdo or anything. But when she falls, she kind of falls on all fours. And and her, her tits show. No, 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 no. It's from the back. Okay. You could see her anatomy. Okay. Now, that's a one detailed costume you, if it is. You see her pussycat. Yep. Okay, well, that'll prove it's... Right. And then she gets up and she takes off. And there's another... People who have analyzed it. Well, one person in particular who have analyzed that. You've heard of the red pool. Yes. I have, or supposedly they killed them and they have the, they're burying them. Or the blood's draining. Yes. Now, I've heard stories how they took the hides. All right. Well, no, I, I, I've also heard stories and I haven't seen the video, but they said it's out there of where they killed a few. and A massacre. Yeah. And, and they're burying them. Yes. And I'm like, why would they do that? Yeah. Just because they're not us? I mean, yes, I, we have skinheads, we have ignorant people out there. So I, I could see ignorant hunters out there doing that. They got lucky and took this footage, but that footage changed some of their lives. Right. Well, the reason they got this footage because they were on horseback. That's right. Now, uh, one thing, well, my theory is maybe they killed a few and... Well, not and only horseback, they were on horseback that you couldn't get to without horseback, remote places. Well, see, that's what they say. And when they analyze this video with the Red Pool, if you back up on the video, you can see tire tracks where they dug that pool. Okay, well, well then, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it, see, it sounds like a big cover-up. Maybe they killed a few and they saw how human they were. Right. So they're like, no, we can't, we can't bring this up. Uh, you get murder charges, right? So maybe they buried them, and then they just saved the footage of the one that got away, or maybe the one they let get away. So then, that being said, it's no wonder why the squatches down in the big thicket in the East Texas, Arkansas area, why they're gonna push you out and and they're gonna challenge you, right? And they're gonna say this is our territory. 
maybe people down there have killed too many and they're like, we're done. We're tired of right. it. Just like any other right. tribe. And, or and it's hard to say. We've discussed this before. Why they are so much more aggressive. Like over here or anywhere north of us, the theory is you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Well, there, there's been the isolated, well, maybe not isolated, but not as many incidents where they get escorted out. Well, let's let's take it back to the by God, East Texas people. They just think they rule the world. True. And uh, they're all hunters, and they think if you don't look like me, I can kill you. So if that's what I'm saying, maybe they've shot one too many, and they're maybe. like, they're like, nope, our survival depends on getting you out of here. <clears throat> right, that's possible. Yeah. We won't know until we make our own journey down there. We won't. And uh, you know what? I would actually like to do that. And I know the people to reach out to do it to that say they'll take us on a tour where we will have experiences. We'll have rocks, sticks, everything thrown at us. And they will prove to us that they're here, that they are squatches, that they do exist, and they want you out of their territory. You know, I would go on that. I would too. It may be scary, but I would do it just to prove to myself that we are not alone and we're right. not. Well, I, crazy. I know, I know, we're not. I'm, I'm no longer a believer. I'm a knower. Right, and and like I say, no. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of people that have sightings. If you look at a BFRO map. The whole nation is full of yes. sightings. Now, those are just the ones that are reported, too. Right. So either a mass delusion is going on or people are yeah. just retarded. And you know, I'm just me, I'm betting that more sightings, more encounters go undocumented just right. because people are in fear of ridicule or they don't believe what they're seeing or they try to explain it off as something else. They do. They do. But anyway, that's what we brought to you tonight. Use your judgment, do your research, and uh, and give us some feedback because we could talk about this subject for days. We could do it all night long, but would you listen? No, we're trying to keep it short, keep your attention, and uh, they're out there, people. They are out there. Yep, they sure are. And we invite you to go to your neck of the woods, do primitive camping, get off the beaten path if you're brave enough. And listen to what comes around you. Yeah, and not only that, in the daytime, do a little hike. You know, don't go too far. You know, be safe. But just look for signs. That's right. You'll see them. And when you find signs, just think with an open mind. What could do this? Try it. Try it. That's all we ask. And maybe you, too, will become a believer. Yes, then we will be in the same club. There you go. And then you can come and tell us your experience. Yeah, that'll be good. There you go. Anyway, thanks for listening. We hope you subscribed. And until next time, stay safe. Peace out, people. Peace.